You're listening to episode 274 of the Mindfulness-Based Weight Loss Podcast with me, Lucia Holly. Welcome to the Mindfulness-Based Weight Loss Podcast, the show for women like you who have tried restrictive diet after diet and are ready for simple, thoughtful solutions to help you sustainably lose weight for the last time from a place of abundance and peace. If you're looking to end the yo-yo of comfort eating and rigid weight loss protocols and instead step into living your life mindfully on your terms while losing weight in the process, you're in the right place. Hey, hey, party people, welcome to the show. My, as of recording this, my six-week calorie deficit is coming to an end at the end of this week, so I don't have an update for you this week. Tune in next week and I will share with you my experience, my takeaways, my thoughts, and how everything went. I'll give you the deets, the data, and if I could, I'd give you a hug too. <laughs> How are you doing? This, listen, you guys, goddamn, thanks for sticking around with me on this podcast. I have had the most, it's funny because it's it's been a whirlwind of a summer and also in so many ways it hasn't. It, do, you, do you feel me? You catch my drift? For those of you who've maybe traveled and have uh, moved from one side of the country to another or maybe to a different country. I think you know what I mean where like my life is one so boring and I say that lovingly because I fucking love having a boring life. It's literally what I've worked for is to have the most boring life. I love it. It's so boring but also when you just deconstruct all of your routines and set up in one city and you have to build that stuff back up in a new city, oh my god, it just takes time, let alone trying to fit in, seeing family or seeing friends, reconnecting. You guys are so many people that I cannot wait to reconnect with here in the Twin Cities and I've seen a couple already but oh my god, it's like... One of the things I like the least is feeling like I don't have a lot of time. And with this move, it, it it's just wild. It's really, when you think about it, you're like, wow, you prioritize what you have time for. And what you have time for is what you prioritize. And what a beautiful lesson. So all that to say, I, things are going great. We just, we had a visitor in town and that was so great. And that came on the heels of us being out of town and, Oh my God, my computer dying last week and I took it. I, I I took it to the Apple store and the Apple tech was like, oh, he did all his tricks, all his key combinations. He jump-started it in the back. I couldn't even see him do the process and he was like, damn, you've got a dead computer, ma'am. <laughs> so I am on the verge of purchasing a new computer because it likely is not worth it to repair that one. Anywho, that's my update is I'm feeling a little bit out of my routine, even though I have the most routine of routines, but y'all, it is coming together. I got my Minnesota driver's license today, got plates for the car, took care of everything, and things are falling into place as they do, as we know. Now listen, today's episode, what we're talking about is getting to know yourself because um, I think a lot of you are surprised that when you, uh, I don't know, make a choice to do something, that you act in ways that surprise yourself, or you are surprised when you act exactly the same way you act every single time you do something new or different or a challenge. Like, you act like you're 
like not aware that you yourself are a human and you have human proclivities. So I wanted to make sure we had space just to be with this subject that like, if you want weight loss to go well, you've got to know yourself. Now that doesn't mean you have to sit around and stare at your belly button all day every day, but it does mean that you're going to need to be mindful. Mindfulness-based weight loss podcast. Hey, anyone? When we're mindful, that doesn't mean we're sitting on a beautiful cushion in a quiet room after a perfect breakfast, and then we go for a little trot of a jog afterwards, and life is so wonderful, and we just happen to smell like incense or essential oils all the time. (laughs) Doesn't mean that at all. Mindfulness means... You're just aware of what's happening in the moment. And what happens in the moment are also the thoughts you think. It's the feelings you feel. Now, if you listen to episodes, recent episodes, you'll know, you'll know that you don't have to fix the feelings. You don't have to fix the thoughts. You're also not going to stare at the belly button of your thoughts. You're not going to stare at the belly button of your feelings, but you're just going to be aware that they're there. Getting to know yourself is getting to know the context of your life, okay? So I'll use myself as an example. So for this six-week calorie deficit, I was kind of a goofball. And I say that like like I, I chose this during probably the wackiest six weeks of my life in this last year, right? Like I'm not going to be doing another cross-country move again all the stuff that comes with that, all the extra work, like I really threw this on top of a big pile of work that I was already doing and and, and would have never guessed that things like the computer not working or not having good access to technology when I was away on a vacation or that those would happen back to back. Like all the, all the things that you don't expect, of course, are going to be happening during the things that you do expect. Now, listen, though, the thing that I think is different And the reason that this calorie deficit has gone so well is that I have spent the time getting to know myself. I've spent the time practicing being aware that I'm a human that thinks thoughts. And I'll think certain thoughts that have a certain flavor to them when I'm stressed out, just like I think thoughts that have a certain flavor to them when I'm relaxed. I'll think certain thoughts about my body during my period or leading up to my period. And I'm going to think different thoughts about my body when I'm ovulating or during other times of the month. Instead of making myself wrong or bad for being a human, having a human experience, I have to say, I'm quite proud of myself. I have taken and given myself plenty of opportunities to just be present. And I do think that started from a young age. And I do think that I I think I was unique in that. Really, in retrospect, I really realized that I chose from a very young age to be my very best friend. And it doesn't mean that we can't have all the thoughts about our best friends, but what do we do with good friends? We stick near them. And if we're having problems or we're having issues, we either show up to listen without judgment, we maybe take our own space and time to take care of ourselves, and then we come back to communication, 
Okay. So this calorie deficit really showed me the places that I shine and the places where I could put more focus the next time I either set a goal for myself or maybe I set the same goal in the future. Okay. So, so it can be as simple as taking stock of how you react in life and making a plan ahead of time. My plan ahead of time, as an example, was that I was going to post my 15,000 steps at the end of every day and I, on my social media to show people because at first it was just fun to be like, look, did you even know you could walk 15,000 steps on a work day, right? Regular day. And then look, do you see me stringing them day to day, weekdays, weekends, weeks upon weeks? I've hit 15,000 steps every single day during this calorie deficit, except one of the first days when I hit 12,000 because initially, as you heard me say on this podcast, my initial goal was to hit between 12,000 and 15,000. And then after like a day of that, I was like, oh my God, I can just do the 15,000. <laughs> so getting to know yourself means making a plan ahead of time for how you'll continue to be with yourself, even when you have thoughts that tell you you shouldn't be with yourself. And isn't that honestly how all relationships work? You can't tell me that you've never had a fight with your significant other, or you've never had an uncomfortable, sticky, angry, itchy, feeling, murky, or just not, and you're not sure how you feel about something that they've said, or they've done, or that you've said and you've done, something in your relationship. But if you're in that relationship, you know that what is the most helpful for the relationship is communication. But you also might know that communicating in the very moment when you are stressed out or overwhelmed or you are in reaction also doesn't have to be the primo time to communicate and get into the guts of the feelings. You might actually just need to communicate by coming into a wonderful feeling together by reconnecting later on, whether that's five minutes later or the next day, because that's a relationship and that's communication as well. Communicating is not always being in your thoughts and, and sharing those thoughts with other people. Sometimes communicating is just choosing to be, I don't, I don't know another way to say it right now. It's, it's like, I was going to say like being in physical proximity, but even that is a little bit too literal. It's about it's about holding space and holding space for the relationship. And I think you can apply that to yourself because you're in relationship to yourself. So do you hold space for yourself? And I don't mean do you let yourself off the hook every time you have a goal and you don't do it. That's not being in a relationship to yourself. That's not how you learn. It's not how you grow. It's also not do you always go 100% pedal to the metal and then like grind so hard that you burn yourself out. That's also not communication, dog. It's a no from me, dog. <laughs> Getting to know yourself is about allowing time with yourself. And I don't even just mean like days and days and weeks and weeks. I mean moments. It's about being in moments. And listen, that is, uh, that's what we want. That's what I'm just going to make an assumption here. That's what you want when you say, I want to lose weight because I want to look this way. Because when I look that way, then I'll be doing these things. And when I do those things, then I feel this way. That's backwards. You feel the way that you want to feel by being in moments with yourself. Right? And you might know that on the surface that, okay, yeah, self-love isn't going to come from just 
weighing 135 pounds instead of 190 pounds, but it can be representative of a journey of loving yourself all the way down the scale. That was a really popular episode I did a couple of summers ago, how to love yourself all the way down the scale. Because as you've experienced, probably, of course you can lose weight in really shitty, fast-track ways that leave you worse off than when you came. If you're burning through all your muscle, if you're not strength training, if you're not able to keep up your healthy habits, then you're not losing weight in a healthy, sustainable way. So of course you can get down to a low scale weight. And of course you can look back fondly. This is a common thing I see with clients and women that I chat with is that there can be a number in your head from college or from high school where you're like, wow, I want to be, I want to be 120 pounds. That was my high school weight. I want to fit into what I had in high school. Sure, you might have been healthy in high school, but you guys, when did you start dieting? Just because you were a certain weight once doesn't actually mean that your healthiest life lived is at that weight. Because if you were 120 pounds, but you had no muscle, and you actually were just fatigued, but you were living on Mountain Dew, and you were distracted by boys in high school, or you were distracted by trying to fit in, or you were distracted by all of the sports you were doing, you actually weren't eating enough, and maybe you just didn't care because it wasn't a big subject, or maybe you really did care, and you just like, you know what I mean? This process of weight loss isn't to get you back to something in the past, because what has happened has happened. So getting to know yourself better is also getting on to yourself. It's getting on to your thinking of seeing, oh yeah, I thought when I would lose weight that I would lose it from the spots that I really focus on a lot, like my upper arms and my belly. And now I see that if those are the spots I hold on to weight the most, probably those are the spots where I'm going to see weight loss the slowest. So instead of kicking the scale to the side and saying, ah, I can't lose weight. It doesn't work for me. Look at how I look. Instead, it's getting on to your thinking. Oh, I have some assumptions. Those assumptions are coming from expectations. And those expectations are just thoughts I don't really have to pay all that much more attention to. Because now I'm on to them. They're free to come. They're free to go. I want you to think about thoughts as birds in your yard. Some birds we totally pay attention to. We might get excited by. Some birds we don't even know. They're in the yard. But if we try to force our yard to never have any birds, you tell me how that works. (laughs) And if you try to always keep all the birds in your yard, you tell me how that works. Both of those are very exhausting options. So instead of trying to be this goddamn bird wrangler who's so hyper fixated on the whys behind their why there are birds in your yard and where they're going and where they came from and why one is blue and why there are two brown ones and why the brown ones stayed longer, it is not worth your time. And that's not you getting to know yourself. That's you paying a lot of attention to your thinking. And I do think that if you've listened to me for a while, you're hearing me speak about thoughts in a different way because even like, even though weight loss is this science-backed process, you eat in a calorie deficit and you eat enough food so that you're still healthy and then the weight 
will follow suit and you're consistent and you show up to it and you eat foods you like and you move in ways that you like and you repeat that, even though that that is science, if we all just worked so goddamn logically, no one would have a weight problem. There would be a lot of education around it and it would always click, but it doesn't work that way because we're humans with emotions and we do things based on emotions. Why do you think it's so easy to start a diet? You start the diet because you have this big emotion about yourself or how you look or what you want to do. And it can feel foreign at first to start a weight loss process that is upfront of saying, okay, yeah, I want to lose X, Y, and Z pounds. I want to be able to X, Y, and Z. And right now with the current weight or status I'm at, that is less, it's less, I'm less capable of doing that. When you don't start this process from a big emotion that you're fixating on of, oh my God, I got like, I hate myself. I got to fix myself. When you instead start this process from a more sustainable, okay, I have some thoughts. Some of them might tell me that I hate myself, but I, I am not my thoughts. They're not personal to me. You guys, that's a brand new process. So of course you're going to have to get to know yourself before you do anything new. And you will get to know yourself as you're doing the new thing. This is really common for my clients when we're working together. It's really common that they do come into the program of working together. Uh, Even if they're saying the words, I don't want this to be a diet. And this is not everyone. But for some folks, they say, I don't want this to be a diet. And then they start it off. And then they're like, why isn't this a diet? And I have to remind them, you didn't want this to be a diet. In the sense of it being dramatic and drastic and coming from scarcity and really restrictive. I don't tell them what to do. I don't make you jump. I give you some basic information and then your job is to practice it. And we might need to make some tweaks as time goes on. I'm your coach, so I might find some things that I think you could practice. Whether that's bumping up vegetables, working on sleep, ensuring that you're getting in those steps and figuring out ways for you to get the steps, etc. But the energy that that is coming from is the energy that is going to sustain you through your life. That's why I use the example of brushing your teeth. If you were to be dramatic about brushing your teeth every single day, oh my God, it'd be exhausting. The reason we practice brushing our teeth when you're young is that we want it to become this rote, boring habit that we just do that we don't take personally. Same thing for weight loss. And then the same thing applies to weight maintenance because the only difference between healthy weight loss and healthy weight maintenance is the difference of a couple hundred calories. All your foods are going to be very similar. You might make a couple small differences to the portion sizes or maybe some of the foods that then affect the portion size of your total daily calorie intake. But it's not this dramatic thing because it doesn't have to be. And the way that you allow weight loss to stop being a dramatic on again, off again, I hate myself, I love myself, I'm doing this, I'm not doing it, drama fest, is that you get to know yourself. So I bet you aren't spinning your wheels with weight loss. I bet you just don't know yourself all that well. And that's not another to do or thing to practice. You're going to get to know yourself when you're honest with what you are doing, when you're honest about what your behaviors are, and when you're honest about what behaviors you'd like to do that will get you where you want to go. Because weight loss, also another way to think about it is that weight loss and the weight maintenance are simply a certain set of behaviors. 
And if you have different behaviors now, then you're practicing the behaviors that would move you in the direction of weight loss and weight maintenance. And like I said before, then the only difference between the habits of weight loss and weight maintenance is the difference of a couple hundred calories. So thank you so much for being here. I hope you take some of that as a bit of homework to try this week. And I will see you on next week's episode. Bye. Hey, if you love today's show, I'd love for you to take a minute and give a rating with a review. If you too are ready for more women to make life choices from loving mindfulness, that means we need more women listening to this message so they know it's available to them and they can do it too. And if you're ready yourself, come coach with me where we'll work together and you'll learn how to take this process to the next level in your wellness goals, life desires, and beyond. Go to luciahawley.com, that's L-U-C-I-A-H-A-W-L-E-Y.com to connect.